Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, who, as an enterprising fellow, has spotted an opportunity in the burgeoning freak show fight game. As a result, on November 1st, he is proud to present a card that consists of Philip Schofield versus Eamon Holmes, who will be crowned the real king of this morning, Mary Berry versus Prue Leith. Surely, sure, they can bake but who will beat the other's face to the consistency of thick cream? And a fascinating main event of Ant versus Deck. The two little guys will don big gloves and fight to the death. Surely worth £20 of anyone's money on Sky Box Office. Move over Don King, Frank Warren, and that guy from all the memes. There's a new boxing promoter in town, your friend of mine, Lukey Knuckles Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? Very good. Um, I do wonder, like, yes, Anton Deck, your radio rocks, but can you bash another one's face into a rock? Exactly. Are they really ready to rumble? They've been talking about, they've been giving a lot of talk for 30 odd years, haven't they? (laughs) (laughs) Now's now's the time to see who's got the trousers. And I mean, Ant really owes Declan for blinding him in Biker Grove as well. I know, I know. The long simmering feud. (laughs) 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 You should have mercifully blinded us. It's the clash behind the bike sheds. And then he didn't he go one, I mean, he was a real villain, wasn't he? He snogged his girlfriend while he was in the room as well, blind. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, real. A real. I mean, I, I'm glad that I'm finally just letting these two fucking go at it. Yeah, that's what the world's been waiting for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think you'd be waiting more for more than that, rather than another fucking Sheffield Wednesday third tier performance. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday ruining Saturdays since 1860 fucking seven. Wankers. <laughs> going to be one of those shows folks one of those shows i think it's the show this is unavoidable <laughs> there's a tiny tiny bit of um newsy business so we should probably just for the sake of uh, continuity give ourselves the drop breaking hoo-hoos <laughs> the the huge wobbling bit of breaking hoo-hoos this week is that Young Kieran Brennan has gone on loan to Notts County. He can't. Hmm. He he's played there before, and he can't believe it's a non-league ground. Yes. Yeah, I know. Right. I think it's strange to think of them. They they, they do feel like a perennial lower league team, and not a non-league. Well, I don't team. know. Maybe maybe Wednesday will will join them. Maybe we'll be yeah <laughs> yeah bumping we'll around the lower kicking, region, kicking about the Evo stick. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe this is a non-league stadium. Yeah. Neither can poor old Lady Hillsborough who cries herself to sleep every night. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I suppose it's an interesting one because it felt like he was someone on the cusp of first-team mm. duty at all times, and he's looked good when he's played. Um, but good for him to get out and get the experience, get a run of games. Mm-hmm. I just, 
I just worry with Gibson still not apparently fit, turning into the next David Bates. Uh, there's a mm. bit of a worry that, um, you know, what happens if we do get an injury or two back there? Because we had no defenders on the bench last week. And uh, that could easily be the case. Well, Kieran uh, Brennan's getting, uh, you know, getting used to his future Sheffield Wednesday career of coming back and playing for us as he's uh, posted posted the full 90 in a 1-0 loss away at Altrincham. Oh, there you go. So it's all a bit of foreshadowing for him and Sheffield Wednesday, let's be honest. Well, it's no good. I mean, that's the thing. You worry about Alex Hunt, don't you? Because he's going and, and winning games and things like that. And it's like, come on, mate. Be a bit more realistic. <laughs> Getting ideas above your station, my friend. Uh, above your tiny, tiny station. Mm. Um, but there, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, again, the, the familiar theme that generally people want, uh, you know, encourage the team to loan people out. And uh, it seems like a good a good use of uh yeah good use of the lower lower leagues and and willing teams if they're if they're if they're giving them the chances to to get out there and play games so yeah best of luck to Kieran Brennan and and I suppose these are kind of weird emergency loan things that last for a month and get extended for a month at a time so I guess if we need him back we might be able to to do that on short short order mm. um so Without further ado, we better get on to this weekend's game, Luke. Sure. I actually feel, initially I felt a bit guilty to kind of make this admission on uh, on the podcast. Um, but then <laughs> I felt kind of a weirdly bit smug um, because I actually got up about the 36-minute mark today. Okay. Um, bit of a long week as always. Did a, did a lot of work this week, so... Yeah, I guess I really need to sleep. Alarm went off at seven, and then I woke up about eight thirty-six. So, by which point I'd already seen something that happened in the game. So I did actually go through and thought, well, you know, I could watch for the sake of doing this and the sake of the commitment that I've made to do this. Like a lot of people who've made the commitment to watch Wednesday or watch Wednesday and comment on it, whatever medium and form. Um, I did actually kind of watch the first half, but just kind of skipping through, kind of like a really uh, okay. a really underwhelming time travel device that lets you just skip through one half of one half of football. So that's kind of my kind of beginning to my kind of narrative of watching this game. Uh, I did pull up the lineup. Mm -hmm. uh, as you know, I enjoy lineups. I enjoy talking about lineups. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was quite a good lineup. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Strong. I liked, um, you know, we talked a lot about how we've enjoyed Marvin Johnson more as a left back than a winger. Yeah. So he was he was back there. Back in the fold. So, but were we, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm going from what iFollow has given me here. Do we think like, like, do we think Berahino is kind of a, is part of a front three or do you reckon he's on the wing or what do you, what do you well, reckon is going on there? Yeah. Mainly on the mainly on the right wing, at least to start with. Although they both swapped second half, um, Bannon kind of playing off Gregory, playing quite far up, far up the pitch, and Wing sitting a bit deeper, and Adoniran kind of bridging the gap between the two of them. Um, and then we had Sam Hutchinson back in defence, which I think by and large pretty glad to see him back there. Uh, not that I mean it wasn't as bad as we've seen him 
he's had some bad midfield displays, yeah. uh, but the, it wasn't a bad midfield display last week. But it certainly wasn't. He's wasn't as good as he's looked at at, at centre back so far this season. Um, and interesting. I mean, it's interesting to see Hunt dropped. I think he has faded in games recently. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's interesting to see Palmer sort of favoured there at right back and, and given an opportunity to play in his natural position. Um, yeah, intriguing. Mm. But as you say, yeah, pretty pretty strong lineup. Um, good to see that some of those knocks that we picked up last week were they all seem to be just temporary safety first type substitutions that were made because all three of those players managed to start the game again. Um, and particularly Berahino went off looking, it looked like a knock on Berahino when he went off, but he, uh, you know, started, played most of the game today. So that's, that's good. Um, mm. <laughs> the, the beginning of a weird and shaky game from our defence started almost instantly. Uh, so uh, I don't know how much he sort of picked up, but basically, yeah, two, two, three minutes in, we almost had a, an instant cock up of letting McCauley Bond just wander forward. Uh, we were claiming for offside. I don't, I did, didn't see a camera angle that convincingly told me one way or another. It was certainly, it would have been close whether he was on or off. But the decision of our defence to just stop and put their hands up rather than defend uh meant that Macaulay Bond had the cha- had a chance one on one with Bailey Peacock Farrell. Um thankfully he just sort of limply kicked it towards his midriff and uh and it was it was fairly easily gathered. But it was almost I mean we could have been a goal behind almost straight away before anybody had everybody had taken their seats kind of thing, which would have been very Wednesday. Well, it was interesting. It was kind of a, bit of a frantic pace from the off because, I mean, yeah. we had a thing. We, we won a corner in the 30th second because, we, you know, we had a really long punt, which they had a bit of a mess up at the bag. You know, Gregory yeah, looked yeah, like... Both he, teams looked... Considering both teams are supposed to be promotion contenders, this was not a good showing from either, I don't think, in terms of quality. No. No. <clears throat> but, yeah, that was huge. I, I wondered about whether it was... It was offside, but I, I guess it, it felt difficult with the angle today. I mean, there felt like a lot yeah. of calls. I mean, there's a lot of offsides and non-offsides from it. It's one of those grounds, isn't it, where it's quite compact and tight, so the camera angle is very sort of isometric. You're not getting a nice... Yeah, panoramic. and I guess the interesting thing from the, the fact that um, there was actually one offside given by the referee and not by the linesman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Once again... So not, not a game of great quality for officiating. Actually, I felt for the vast majority of this, it was fine. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. But near the end, there seemed to be uh, maybe the, the true people who were kind of beginning to lag were the officials, maybe. Yes. Maybe their stamina wasn't so good for such a such an well, event. I, I didn't sort of mark the minute for it. Maybe it's something that you've got in your notes, but mm-hmm. I, thought they, I thought we got away with an absolute awful foul on the edge of our box from Hutch and in the second half they they got away with an absolute disgraceful foul from Penny um, and it's just this is just as, as we said unfortunately officiating wise we're just going to have to like you cannot rely on the right decisions being made you're going to have to be better than yeah exactly 
you can't rely on getting if you get taken out or fouled, you're going to get that foul. And there are there are moments where players go down, like particularly that halfway line. Like Gregory is, uh, um, I think Gregory had a much better game today, so I, I will sort of put that that in early doors. But he does do that thing that Rhodes like to do of drawing a bit of a contact and falling 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 forward and get hopefully getting a foul. But the refs just do not give those sort of fouls. You could argue whether that's a good or a bad thing. Hmm. But you can tell that there's an expectation of a level of officiating that's just not happening. And we just need, we need to drop that. We need to stop relying on, oh, I'll get myself into trouble and then I can just fall over because the refs aren't giving those sort of fouls. And it does ca- it does catch us out. It does put us in bad, bad situations. Um, Palmer sort of did one late on t- today, which was very sort of case in point. But it's like, okay, I've sort of I'm out of position here. There's too much pressure and there's no out out ball, so I'll just fall over. And normally you'd get the foul there because somebody's grabbing you or somebody's kicking you, <laughs> um, but they're just not being given. Um, my next note after that sort of initial one is the 19th minute when they had the ball in the back of the net from Wes Burns. Mm-hmm. It was an offside, but again, it was very, very close, and it was a real let off. They had some. I, I don't know. This is a difficult one for me to call as a game, as a performance. It's such a strange game of football, I must say. Yeah. So maybe it it seems oddly fitting that it ended the way it did. Yeah. It and the the result weirdly feels fair, but it's it's just the nature and the mechanic. The nature of it is a Wednesday night is terrible. Well, it was interesting because I, I, <laughs> I was on my uh, my grotty, grotty stream kick again today. and um, He loves those grotty streams, folks. Oh, but I had, I had the Ipswich commentary and they were almost baffled that they were losing to us for, for them. Like, they're like, Wednesday just aren't good, but they are winning. <laughs> like, they just couldn't really get their heads around... And like at half time, they was really freaked, surprised by the fact we'd had sixty percent possession. It was what it was that sort of performance. It just, mm. uh, I, I'm skipping ahead a bit, but my half time notes were like, how can we be so seemingly comfortable yet entirely unconvincing? Like we. So, <laughs> I guess some of the interesting things, hilariously, just looking, I'm I'm staggered. We're still top half of this table. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I guess in the thing for for our kind of predictions of the season, we've kind of been generous enough to generous slash negative enough, depending on whatever you felt the glass was full, half full of or half empty. And depending of what was it? Is it piss? Is it champagne? We, We just we just don't know. So to be in this position, to be like basically two points off of playoffs. It seemingly seems a yeah. league where, I don't know, I, we don't really know a great deal about this league. And I think we've been a bit astounded by the increase of quality mm. of um, the overall competition and the teams we've played yeah. so far. Ipswich are in the relegation spots after this. Yeah, Ipswich are a team who are top, tip for the top of this mm-hmm. league. And a lot of people have put them down as promotion candidates. We also had the hilarious thing in the uh paul cook did a bit of a, a heel turn in his um kind of post pre-match did i say paul cook 
He did. I did. Okay. So the way you said it sounded like you were kind to me. Even you're doing you're doing um doing the the young the first the first impression of the podcast. Uh <laughs> that was Mr. Paul Kug. Um so because he said basically said he the, the, the Ipswich are the biggest team in this division. Wow. Which uh that is complete and utter nonsense. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? I mean, but Maybe, maybe for someone like Paul Cook, who's getting less than one point a game now after the yeah after the full time result of this, he's got seven points from eight. Maybe there's a degree of needing to kind of save his. Uh, Is that because they won the European Cup sixty years ago? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't make um, a big. Does it? <laughs> no. But I mean, the thing I want to say is like the comparison of uh, there's very much a strong comparison between Wednesday and Ipswich. We had a much stronger start than Ipswich did, but maybe we're kind of evening out in whatever form they're finding themselves today. Um, so it, it's been disappointing for Wednesday. We haven't won in four now. Um, but it, uh, the thing I want to say is a comparison was Ipswich seemed very Sheffield Wednesday like today. Hmm. Like, I think we've had games where we said, oh, we felt we were kind of dominant. I'm using dominance in a, uh, yeah. you know, quotation mark, double quotation marks here. But you then not, not a great deal to show for in terms of chances. And I'd say that was the exact same thing for Ipswich today. Yeah, yeah. Although we gave chances. We <laughs> did, we did. I, I think they did have a fair few moments of cutting as a part. And that was, I think that was really typified in that first offside goal. Yeah, the first offside goal. Saying there was countless of them. No, that was just the the one. <laughs> yeah, the first of seven. Offside but it was goal. it was some it was some good play, and I mean they did have some good yeah. interchange, kind of outside the box for a team Ipswich. That's all that I would really see of any great quality, considering all these chances they had. Considering so that was the 18th minute, wasn't it? Well, yeah, because because I think Selena is a decent player, isn't he? I, I've been impressed with him previously because he was at Swansea, I think. For a long time, um, yes, I've, I think he's a he's a sort of classy, sits behind the front man, picks passes sort of guy. So we did see some of that quality come into play. Um, Bon is very highly talked about and rated. I didn't really see anything to back that up. He looked. I thought he was. I thought he's a good player, um, but I think mm. it may be shades of shades of when we've seen our own kind of Josh Windass underperforming. Maybe, maybe. But it feels a bit similar in terms of player, a kind of slight kind of tricky wing forward who's not very yeah. convincing with his finishes at times because that, that just felt like Bon all over today Yeah, from what I saw from. I don't know. It's weird to, to for us to be talking so clearly about Ipswich in this, in this, ep- in this episode, but it's, um, I don't know. They, they seemed a lot more involved in this game. Well, I was similarly amazed that we'd had six. To be honest, I was similarly amazed that at halftime we'd had sixty percent possession because I don't remember it. I don't remember it at all. But again, it's it's the nature of a a Darren Moore side playing out from the back, right? Yeah, it must have been purely. It just must have purely been. There's a thing like, um, sorry, this is a bit of a like a we we topped the show with a a fight sport sort of uh, section, but there's a thing. There's a thing of like. Um, a bit of a phrase of like basically like bullshit volume if somebody's like just so somebody that's just constantly doing 
something with that. They're constantly doing a jab or whatever, but most of it misses. It's like 90% hitting air. It's like a leaf blower. And like, that's what that possession around the back is. It's just like patting yourself on the back. It's, there's no, there's no, uh, a, no build to it. It's just self-congratulatory nonsense. Yeah. And it looks, it looks, it gives the impression of control. But we, mm. I mean, basically when they get on the front foot, we look like we can be torn up to pieces by almost every team in this league at this moment in time. A pass or two really undoes us. So we look comfortable. It's like we're pretending we're comfortable with this possession. <laughs> and then it's it's a complete facade. Yeah, and I guess the interesting thing was going into this game, I think I felt a bit more optimistic knowing about some of the teams we're playing against. Ipswich are at home to us. They have yeah. promotion aspirations. They're probably seeing a slightly wounded animal in Sheffield Wednesday, you know, with a bit, bit of a bit of a bad, terrible start to the season for Ipswich. Yeah, you know, they're probably licking their chops and thinking this is a really good opportunity to go at it's it. A good one and then I was, I was hoping, from the degree of this, that we would get more of the opportunity to be more of a counter-attacking team. But yeah. we we don't look good at that at all. I hope that would be the sort of game. I, I hope today would be like, this is where we'll see what we're about because they'll actually play us. Yeah. And it, yeah. it wasn't the case, was it? No. No. But then it's, you know, we go to the cupboard and the cupboard is bare on yeah, the counter-attacking. Yeah. There are no high yeah, counter-attacking beans. I, I did make a note sort of around this I would number. I would dream of having five varieties of attacking play, let alone 57. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did, I did know that because that that goal um, that they they had chalked off for the offside was start was started by Bannon giving the ball away, and I did know. I think are we having are we seeing a rare bad Bannon performance because he did give the ball away three or four times under very mm. little. Um, in, in particular, there was one really annoying one where Adoniran did a great. We were struggling to get out from the defence. And Adoniran had been brave and kind of taken the ball on, turned a man, fizzed it into Bannon. And it's like, this was, this it would have been one good touch from Bannon would have given him basically the opportunity to hit all three front men. And it just cannoned off him and he just gave the ball away really, really tamely. Um, I mean, fast forward to the fact he, he did go off with a, a knock. I wonder whether he was carrying something going into the game because this was... This is not a good showing from uh, from Barry Bannon, I don't think. And then the set pieces, add, and I know that can be even on his best days, the set pieces can let him down. But they yeah. were desperately poor today. We just seem to pass it to their goalkeeper more often than not. I know uh, set pieces and all all their degrees of set pieces, corners, free kicks, pretty bad overall. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we did go ahead. With this is, you know, we're in the doldrums because of how the game ended. But we, 25th minute, uh, Gregory had a decent effort from the edge of the box. And then we added to that sort of spell of pressure in the 26th minute. Um, I missed the goal initially because the stream was buffering. Um, I, and I went from one that was on 24 minutes to one that was on 27 minutes. So, like, it perfectly missed. The oh, session. nice. Oh, nice. 
Um, so both, I did we manage... both missed it live. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did manage to catch up at half time, but I think it was a good ball. Was it Johnson that played the ball from deep? It was Johnson and did a lovely kind of cross from deep. And we've, I think we've been overall pretty impressed with Marvin Johnson's crossing abilities. Yeah. Um, really casual chest down. Yeah. Gregory as well. Yeah. Everything about it was just so effortless, including, yeah. I, I mean, ultimately the big focus is Denden's finish. Did he, did he take just... a touch kind of after? Did he take a touch and then I do a half volley, or was it that just a half volley from the off? He did just float it in, but I don't know if that was his first touch on it. That's what that's my uh, question to you. As far as I remember, it was first. It was a volley. I'm to calling it, but uh, it took it on, took it flush. But maybe he did take a touch. I didn't think there was time for a touch. No, no time, no time for touch. It's the new, no um, it's the new um, James Bond film. <laughs> oh dear. Well, let's see. I'm going to watch it back as we talk oh, about good. it on the podcast. He does take a touch, so it, it kind of comes in and it, it is a little kind of cushion just above the thigh. Okay, okay. I'm just going to JFK this to you, and then. But he just—he doesn't seem like it gets much power on it. It's not a lift over the keeper, because I said he lifted into the net, but it—it is—it's just looping. Just yeah, just sort of steered it into the top corner, didn't they? It's beautiful. It's just such a good goal. What would what would we do without Dandan? I don't know. He's he's been an absolutely brilliant find, mm. and he plays the game with such fervor. I, I really, really, really like Dennis Adiran. He's been a he's been fantastic so far this season. Yeah. A, a real bright spark in a a an increasingly dark picture of a season. Yeah. He's been he's been a real bright spark. Um. The the <laughs> I have just made a comment there. Wednesday not been anywhere near as good as MK Dons says the Tractor Boy commentator. We used to be gods. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was funny. <laughs> uh, Palmer's crossing in terms of set pieces as well. Palmer's crossing was absolutely abysmal today. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> Really, really bad. I think he put the ball in maybe six times in the first half, which is good to get up there and do. Mm. But they were terrible. They were over people. They were straight out of play. We'll they were straight and, at the goalkeeper. We'll try and have some focus. I realise all my notes are pretty much just because it's so much. It's so much uh, half chances and maybe maybe bullshit volume from Ipswich themselves. Like there's so much yeah, comments about yeah. their players today. Yeah, okay. Like, so maybe I'll try and kind of give a bit of focus, and which is interesting because. Since I did, I didn't really get much of a read on the first game because I was just skipping ahead, yeah. just trying to just trying to catch up with the kind of big chances, which are pretty much just my notes from the first half. But uh, they did say on the commentary team, so it was Rob Stadden and John Pearson for Radio Sheffield. So you know we had to go around the grounds as we always yes, do, okay. which is uh, it's fucking great. Love that I love that I pay for such a product. <laughs> Um, Wednesday on the attack, so this is a great moment to go to the keep mode. <laughs> Adam Oxley. <laughs> uh, but they was... here. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> when they go to a penalty, and then it's like there's a penalty, and then the penalty just takes forever to take. <laughs> the penalty just takes years. <laughs> like when you've, your team's got a penalty, I'm sure it takes. It's like a paint drying technique, you know, yeah. hearing about another team getting a penalty that you do not give a flying fuck about. Yeah. 
anyway, the thing I was going to get to was they were saying that Wing was having quite a good game. Mm. Wing was one of his better performances. I thought I thought that I thought Wing was pretty decent today, actually. Interesting. Um, do you think though, with the view that like I guess there's two factors of this? The first comparison was something I was going to bring up, but the second one is um I'll do the second one first, which is do you think that's because like Bannon is further forward, so there's no confusion about Wing and Bannon doing the same thing? I think that helped. Yeah. That helped. The, the second thing, the first thing I thought about was, do you think it's because Bannon wasn't very good today? Maybe. There was more space. <laughs> he uh, he shrank to give give Wing the room. Because his, his free kicks, his set pieces from Wing were marginally better than Bannon's. Very, very marginally, but yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... 3.96 more success. I'm like, I'm like Winnie the Pooh. I've got I've tried to get into the barrel to scrape it for positivity and I've got myself stuck, Rich. <laughs> oh bother, says Luke. <laughs> There's a very funny uh, John Finnamore sketch, which is uh, Winnie the Pooh as having an intervention for Winnie the Pooh as an addict. <laughs> That's very good. That's well, yeah, when you don't have your honey poo, it really frightens me. <laughs> like the fact that he sort of gives people a gift of a honey pot. It's like, you were supposed to give me the honey, weren't you? Yeah, but I, I ate it all. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, it's the best thing that's happened today is to talk about that sketch. Mm. 34th minute, Den Den couldn't do it again. He had a had a chance that kind of pulled back and he blazed it. It looked very similar, didn't it? The same sort of chance, really. He was very upset with himself. Mm. Well, he he just shown himself he could do it. But that's true. That's true. And my only other note, I guess, my only other note from the first half, I'd say, is the 45th minute. There's really good defensive cover by Hutchinson. Mm. That was really about it. Did you have anything else from the first half? Not really. Not really. Mm. What were your half-time thoughts then, Rich? Because you were you were far more into the fabric of this this game of Sheffield Wednesday football. Well, as I say, it was just really kind of a bit. It just was baffling because I thought, outside of the fact that they did actually score and they had a one-on-one with uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell. When was um, that point? Because I think I saw that again. It happened just. It was like two minutes in or three minutes in. Right, yes, it was. And that, that's the one where I thought Bond was offside. Sorry, I, I kind of... Probably, yeah, I think, I, think probably, I kind of looked over this because... Okay, this is the first thing you talked about, wasn't it? In your yeah. Kind of recap. He, he probably was offside, but it's... Um, he hit such a bad shot. It's like you look at the linesman hoping... Such a piss poor finish. Off. Yeah. I would be livid if I was an Ipswich fan. That was fucking dog shit. To be put in and just plank it straight at Peacock Farrell. Like it was interesting. I saw like the um I pulled up the the um the Darren Moore press conference from Dom Housen. And um from Dom Housen's player ratings, he was like saying how like he made himself big for that chance. Made himself big to divide Barn in a one-on-one early stages. He gave Peacock Farrell a six, which I think is a little generous, personally. I don't think he did make himself big, to be honest. And then I he think... said, pulled off a smart stop to Fort Bon in the second half, which that was crap as well. 
that was Bond just putting it straight at him. Yeah. I mean, interesting. We talked about Bond, you know, a bit earlier and I was maybe trying to be a bit generous, but his chances were fucking dog shit, really. Yeah. Like, he should do much, much, much better. Now, I think that's probably the problem is that for Ipswich, there's just a lot of players probably not gelling. And if you're not getting your big, your big summer striker signings, who is a player I, I would have batted our eyelashes at quite heavily yeah. in terms of kind of free signings coming into the club. How, given the, how badly he did with those chances, how many goals do you think he scored in the previous three games? Has he scored something ridiculous like four goals or something? Yeah, four. Yeah, he scored oh, wow. four goals in the last three games. Yeah, so I this should be absolutely cooking. It wasn't, wasn't there, was he? <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> But I just, yeah, my main thing was just baffled that outside of that, we, we seem to relatively kind of control Ipswich. I didn't feel under huge amounts of pressure, but I also felt we looked completely ragged and a danger to ourselves at all times. So it mm. just was, I was just sort of baffled really at half time. As I say, my, my, main, my main sort of note was how can we be seemingly comfortable yet completely unconvincing? Because it, because of Sheffield Wednesday, Rich. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit like, you know how we talked about under Monk, there were so many games where like we were maybe doing a 6.75 and they were doing 6.7. You know, it's like just so marginal. We were better, but just by the merest of <laughs> whatever by, the lowest. By a Nats chuff. Yeah, whatever the lowest iteration of change was, well, that's how much better we were. And it was a bit like that, I think. We just showed like that bit more cutting edge. And that was the difference really in the first half. Mm. But I did say we won't get away with playing so fast and loose in the second. But we sort of did. <laughs> we sort of did. That was the, the really, really greatly disappointing. Well, one of the many greatly disappointing things about this game of football for a Wednesday perspective is like we almost got away with it. Because yeah. I, I, the interesting thing from the commentary for the second half was, I think it got to about the 60th minute and John Pearson said, I thought that Ipswich would come out the blocks and it, it hasn't happened. But, yeah, interesting. I thought they I thought they very, very initially did. Um, they had that decent sort of Selena through ball, but it, it did peter out very quickly. It went back to the same sort of rhythm because that was my first note was Wednesday wingers have swapped over. Ipswich come out wound up for the second half and almost open us up with a great Selena through ball. Um, but then my next note is 63 minutes, so it didn't amount to very much. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. So was that the 49th minute where I was Hutch did a really good tackle on Burns? Yeah, that from the yeah that was a great tackle. I, I thought Hutchinson was... The Hutchinson's on that match today. I thought Hutch was really good. I thought Johnson was really good today, actually. I thought he was good defensively and going forward. That's good. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm glad you made the observation because I, I didn't really... Not that I didn't see that, not that I'd greatly besmirch him, but, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, had a really big hand in the goal. His crossing was decent. He put in a great tackle on, was it... In I can't remember what I didn't make a sort of separate note for it, but he took in a great he put in a great tackle against Burns at one point as well. Like in the box, it was brave and he he did he indeed. He did indeed. And there was also a, a chance later we can get on to where he made uh he made an interception for the deflection. Yes. Which was very big. So yeah. I don't know. I I can't remember. I feel like 
I'm tenting deja vu here and remind me. Hmm. Like, I, I think we had a number of performances last season where we felt the defense did very well, but we feel let down for them because of what the keeper's done. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's <laughs> happened again. I, I felt defense was really good. Um, defense did really well in a game where they were could open quite a lot. Yeah. Is there anybody, is there anything worth talking about between the big incident and, because uh, we should get there as quickly as possible, I think. <laughs> I've, I've got quite a few notes in the second half. Okay, I'm that's be good. Honest. I've got a few. I just thought maybe we should just get through those. Well, and then let's just take our take time, I guess. You know, we really can... sink our teeth into, uh, into 90 minutes plus. <laughs> Yeah. Um, 53rd minute, we were close from a corner. We somehow couldn't get it in. That was the one where we kind of floated in. Berahino headed it back in, and then there was Hutchinson there. Oh, yeah, that was good. I mean, Berahino seems... He's, I like how alive Berahino is in the box in those situations because mm. he really read the flight of the ball brilliantly. And Hutch was really mad at himself for not getting a... Because I think all he needed was him to poke it home, really. Well, interestingly, I, I do want to say if if anybody was just listening to the Radio Sheffield commentary of this game and you didn't have a visual perspective on what happened today, um, I'll let you I'll clear you in on the information that Rob Stan and John Pierce said it was cleared off the line. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. was nowhere near the line. It was a good no. it was a good five feet from the line. It may not even have gone in. I don't think Berahino was shooting. He was just nodding it down, hoping. Well, nodding it in, but it it felt like there felt like an air of apprehension in the Ipswich yeah. defence. And it felt like something to capitalise on and something to be there for it. And yeah. Hutchinson just couldn't quite get there. No. It felt maybe a bigger chance than maybe it was, you know? Hmm. I, I noted after that, I said the, the game entered a bit of a lull, lull period, which they were saying in the commentary for for, for Ray Sheffield, saying it kind of, kind of suits Wednesday very much. Yeah. I th- they, uh, I, I mean, we've all we've been there as Wednesday fans so often that you get a bit of huff and puff at the start of a second half where you're losing at half time and then it fizzles mm. and it really fizzled pretty hard for for Ipswich. Um, we had a long, long period where basically every break forward for us looked dangerous and every break forward for them was really pretty convincingly snuffed out and pretty easily snuffed out by Wednesday. Yeah. Um, 60th minute, I noticed I also gave the ball away from a goal kick, which was really mm. disappointing. Um, 61st minute, th- this is a bit of a frustrating moment. Um, Bannon was on the break, he was dispossessed, the ball ran out. Uh, the Ipswich defender went across to kind of control it. Bannon did really well to win it back, yeah, got it in the corner. I thought he was going to maybe like do one of those things where you, you win a corner by pinging it off the yeah into the defender but maybe I'm glad he didn't do that because that would have been wasteful because we wish Sheffield Wednesday we can't take corners right <laughs> um cycled it back to Liam who had some really great feet and a great touch he then did an amazing amazing surge forward yeah just really paced off and very clearly was fouled by Matt yeah. Penny you say and yeah. the interesting thing was the commentary said so the referee said it's not a foul um, it's not a, it's not a, because they, the commentary was saying, well, if it's not a foul, then sure, it's a yellow for Liam Palmer. It should, should have absolutely been. Yeah. It's a clear, it's an either or incident. Totally. Or, totally but I actually way. think for option C, which is, I didn't think it was a penalty, it was on the edge of the box. 
It was on the edge of the box. So, yeah. but I would say it's definitely a free kick on the edge of the box, which yeah. we probably would have done fuck all with. So maybe I should have <laughs> said about it. No, but it was a lovely little like sort of body swerve from Palmer that the part of, yeah, oh, he absolutely, absolutely like, sold him, didn't he? He went between two Ipswich players to get one on one with Penny, and then his, yeah, his little shimmy took him past Penny. And he would have been in a pretty nice position, you know, either to get a shot away. <clears throat> pardon me, um, or, or probably pick out a pass. I know he, being Liam Palmer, he would have had a complete rush of blood to the head and just smashed it against the side netting or something. But I thought he would have still... ballooned across on the touchline. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, that would have been yeah. my option. He would have crossed it straight out of play on the far side. But um, he would have been in a nice, very nice position having got past those, those three players. Mm. Left them like statues. A little bit after that, Bannon dispossessed the Ipswich defence, but he dawdled a bit and was tackled. Yeah, that's where I was like, oh, maybe there is something wrong with him because he just looked so hesitant in that moment. It was a big opportunity. We actually had one prior to that that was, wasn't was as good of an opportunity, but it ended up with Gregory. And you're like, oh, goodness sake, if it was anybody with pace, uh, we might have actually been able to make something of it. But that that was, I, I think in terms of, you know, we're, we're going to, we're disappointed in the game and we're slagging Wednesday off in many ways. But that period of the game where we were just kind of holding them at arm's length, we did some pretty good pressing, some smart pressing to kind of pick the ball up when they were knocking it around the back. And it nearly worked out twice for us, that Gregory one and the Bannon one, on a different day or a different player getting the ball, really could have been could have been good chances for us. Mm-hmm. Could have stretched our lead, potentially. That thing that we don't do very often. Mm. 64th minute, there was a hilarious moment that Penny slipped and somehow won a free kick. Um, Ipswich then lined up to take it, but then somehow took it from like completely different part of the pitch. It's good. Good refereeing all around. Top refereeing, yeah. And that's when Bannon was down with a knock. And then Pato was on. It's a weird, that's a weird sub. It was a weird sub. But then I I kind of realized what we did. I mean, I don't know. I think that they planned to make. I don't know, there were some weird, you know, more weird sub-territories. I don't think the worst subs that I've seen from Darren Moore. Maybe slightly better calibre of shit subs. I think probably what was the plan was, was Shodipo off for Patterson, but because Bannon was injured, they thought, well, we'll make that one first. That was was what they did, yeah. We'll let... let... So I made an... Sorry. I did one joke. (laughs) about uh, my one joke for the day <laughs> so just uh 69 minutes what what does soda stream and darren moore ha- today have in common they both bring the fizzy fdb comes up for show Dippo. excellent <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah i'm doing a partnership with michael buble yeah they're, they're playing well we just got to get the bubbles into them <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Oh, that's the best it gets, folks. <laughs> In between the subs, though, they did have a there was another Ipswich chance that they really passed. That's up. that's the one, like, and it, it did have the feeling of like this is the moment of calamity from something very small. Mm-hmm. Like it fell with the interruption in play with the substitute. Can I just say with the substitute? I I made a note to say I I realized what they did because of how they did it. But Bannon, because that made me think Bannon for Patterson initially makes you think he's sent to mid. But then yes. the point that you said they wanted to do was to bring 
Shadipo off and another position. Apparently, we've heard that Patterson can play as a right wing back. Because <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where the man's. I like his work at times. I love but... Patterson. Patterson on the sideline could literally be anybody he replaces. <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, most people on the sideline are like, okay, he's going to replace this player, one player, or maybe a maximum of two players. I, Patterson, it literally could be any outfield player. I, I thought it was a real fluffy trick. So I said it was managerial skill school. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, you think I'm going to play him here? No, and I'm going to make another oh, sub, oh, and oh. I'm going to switch these two. And, uh, uh, uh. It had that very much that vibe to it because then I realized what they did. They let FDB came on, and then FDB went central and. Patterson went out to the wing, which is what they wanted, right? But it, yeah. it fell from the aftermath of that, from that disruption, that that was the point where the other chance of Macaulay Bond, that's what we said, and that's the one where Halson said he made a smart save. It wasn't a smart save from Fe- Peacock no, just Farrell. Just roll, rolled at his feet, wasn't it? Just rolled at his feet, feet, played in the angle, and I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then it was like, oh, I don't need to worry, because that was just Macaulay Bond can't finish for Toffee. And it, as you say, it felt like one of those moments that normally you get battered for because it, it stemmed from a fairly innocuous should have been clearance by Palmer but Shodipo and Palmer tackled each other which let the ball, ball just sort of bounce through and mm. those normally you're like okay we didn't need to concede that chance so therefore we'll get punished for it but we we were let off it was a lot of the uh, Mama Cat and Heat in, in the uh, in the in the in the window because it was it was, yes. the, pro- it was the promise of kittens, <laughs> you know. But we never really got there. In the there will way. be kittens. There will be kittens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, I I noticed when FDB came on. I was really excited to see, you know, Darren Moore break out the soda stream. Yeah. Um, but I I did say I I hope Moore doesn't throw this one away for us. <laughs> not that I think his, his substitutions are game changing I just don't I don't think no because they usually don't change the game his substitutions well I thought Fizzy had some nice moments he I was really okay yeah. how strong he is there was a point where he sort of got, had the ball on the halfway line and one of their players has just tried to muscle him and he just shrugged him off like he was nothing I really liked that he also did one of his classic drop the shoulder moments on the on the touchline uh, although it didn't amount to much in the end um it certainly wasn't Delhi Bashiru's fault that we lost this game uh, we, well, no. we lost the league no 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 um, that's not the, the case game, but... but i just i don't know it was not I, that it was working particularly well but it was more kind of the mentality of like um this is we seem we seemed resolute yeah, but then I suppose he's forced into the Bannon change, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. And without without um, I've blanked on his name now, Byers, without your mate Byers on the bench, you really mm-hmm. only have one option in Delhi Bashiru. What's uh, what did you reckon to uh, Shadipo Mide today? I thought, but I thought uh, both the wingers were fairly. Ineffectual. Uh, ineffectual. I, th- I didn't yeah. really. They didn't really bring much. I don't think they had bad games, but they just didn't. Should, considering how dangerous they both looked last time out, this was this was um, a far far weaker showing. 
I think the one that, for me, the one that, that if you're going to point the finger at more, that third substitution is the one that baffles and, and annoys me. Don't well, I do. I, I, I thought yeah. of that. They were saying on our commentary that they were reckoning it was he was there to man mark Piggott. But is Piggott such a great threat that we? The thing is, it, it, it used to annoy me when Megson would do this. You, you got your one nil up. It's the eighty whatever minute, and you bring on another defender. You basically lose any threat going forward because Gregory's got no pace. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing, and neither's Patterson. So there's no threat on the break, which means Ipswich can just park themselves in our half and and control the game. Why not bring on a winger for a winger, a bit fresh legs? How about how about Mr. Jaden Brown? How about the presumably, as far as I can tell, the quickest player in our team, who's also defensive minded? It wouldn't be a complete loss defensively. He can put in a tackle, but he's a, he's pace on the break. Isn't it funny that we've made all these? One to uh, where was where was my my homeboy Theo Coburn out today? I don't know. There was a lot of people missing in the in there the team. You know, there's no Camberry wasn't there. Not that I'm not that I'm going to cry a great deal. I'm going to be honest. No. <clears throat> you know, we didn't see Sal didn't come on or so. Yeah, well, the so so would have been a fine substitution as well. I just think we need you need to keep the opposition defense honest. Mm. All it did was bring Dunkley on, and it's like, okay, now we have to backs to the wall defend for what's left of this game. Well, we've lost. We're never going to break out, and I don't think we got into their half. Well, the problem with Shadipo going off is you've lost all pace. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Like, so who was on the? Oh no, because it's Berahino, wasn't it? Yeah, so Shadipo and Berahino both come off. Right. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I thought we had all these. Again, uh, it's not the reason. I, I felt like in the, the front three, in the Trident, in the Darren Moore Trident, we had a lot of sharp, we had a lot of sharp pointy bits for the left and right part of the Trident. Yeah. And then we're looking at them and it's like, so there's Johnson. Johnson's not really, Johnson's far better at the back. Yeah, Jaden Brown, who I didn't think was an option, but yeah, actually Jaden Brown was one of the better ones. Yeah. Adnieran, you know, we, you know, I made the 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 joke about you know wanting wanting triples of the Barracuda. I, yeah. I do want triples of the Dandan, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I want the the sporty model on the wing, as well as the old workhorse in the middle. You know, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to clone him. You yeah, know. and then who else is there? So Corbino seems better from. The bench. Have we seen him start? Did he start in the uh the mauling of the kids? Slice of the action. He, he probably did get a slice, slice of the, slice action, of the action. He did get in a slice of the action cup, yeah. Um, so yeah. I just I just there's so many options that I think, oh, these would be really good. I'm not I'm still not sure about so but I suppose the thing is you've got there's two ways to well, maybe we are playing a third way, but like presumably there's there's two ways to manage your squad in, if you've got lots of options. So the first one is you just go, these two are my first choice. And until they get injured or mess up, then they get picked. Or mm. you go, okay, we're just going to have rotation there and almost every game it's going to be a different formation. And, and what we lose in... 
continuity will gain in unpredictability. Um, or this third way where sometimes you get to stay in, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you can play get dropped. Sometimes you can play really badly and get another game. I don't know what what the system he's trying to play is now. I'm sure we'd be told horses for courses, but it, it's not working. Do you think we, we have too? Do you think we have too many options, Rich? I, I don't actually, but I don't. I think the natural thing is you find your best options and stick with them outside of. But we, I don't know. It just feels very Sheffield Wednesday esque, and it feels like the duration of doing this podcast is that so many times where we don't have the right players for the right positions. We have a lot of players. Yeah. You should be right players, but we don't know where we, I, I don't know where we play Patterson. I'd like to see more of Patterson, but I don't know it's, where we play Patterson. Last week, I, I, I would have said, "Give him, a, give him a try up front." This week, I thought, I thought Gregory did a much better job. <laughs> so maybe having Patterson on the bench makes Gregory play. That's better good, but I don't know. I don't know about the isolated striker though. No, I don't ever seem to. I don't think we ever really see any partnerships or any great positivity from that really do you want my other hot take you know how i said last week of course i, I do yeah my other hot take and this one's been bubbling for a while so it's really got quite warm on the stove Don't it's just like pato banton folks make make sure you've got your, your oven gloves on for this one <laughs> you know how monk started this thing of bannon's the best player get him forward so he can affect the game in the right area and yeah. has followed that on. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Barry Bannon's better as a quarterback than he is as an attacking midfielder. Maybe it doesn't work. And this now three-season-long experiment, the lesson of it is this is that's not where he should play. He should not be playing off a front man. It's not good for the front man and it's not good for Bannon. So you're saying he's a better quarterback. Maybe you should trade him with the Indianapolis Colts or something like that. <laughs> I'd love to Maybe. see. I'd love to see Barry Bannon chucking a chucking a pigskin. <laughs> Just getting murdered by a six foot five <laughs> man. Where's Barry Bannon? Oh, he's he got put in traction and training by a linebacker. <laughs> you need to have some good protection against Bannon. But I'd also love the idea of Barry Bannon just. Just, just having a tantrum that is uh, players for the offensive play. Like <laughs> I said, red eighty three, red eighty three. <laughs> but I do start to wonder mm. because Why? we have these situations. He gets in these playing that far forward, and he's even further forward under more. Mm. He gets in situations where he is the last person you want him to, you know, you want on that in the in that situation. He's now Liam Palmer has has gone ahead of him in the list of players I want to go one on one with a goalkeeper, <laughs> which is a real damning indictment of how good Barry Bannon is in those situations. Isn't that more to do with the um, the goal awakenings, the goal threat awakenings of Liam Palmer? He's waited thirty years to get he's, really. He's come out of his attacking, come out of his attacking coma. <laughs> he's come it's out a, of his I attacking mean, coma. Have PJ and Duncan fought yet? He said, "Well, we've got good news for you, Liam." 
Oh, should we should we stop? Uh, well, I've got, I've got a few more notes. I've got a few okay. more notes. So that I want to say this about Patterson. Seventy fifth minute, Patterson acrobatically clears, <laughs> tells all of his yeah. uncultured finesse. <laughs> and I, like I can't remember. I think I remember looking at it and seeing a moment where, like, oh, that's interesting. I should make a note about that. But I think that the time frame I gave was wrong because it wasn't before he came on the pitch. But he had like a really weird cross kind yes. of on the edge of the box where he kind of like lumped lumped it over, but I don't know how he did it. And no. it's it's just it's the joy of Callum. <laughs> it's the joy of, of Callum. Calump 13. Um, it's just I, the things he does where I'm like, I don't know how you did that. That's really interesting and really strange. I don't know if it ever provides us with anything that's any great benefit, but it's a little <laughs> bit of entertainment for me. And if it's a little bit yeah. of entertainment for me during during Sheffield Wednesday just being disappointing, then I think that Absolutely. should be something that should really be applauded, really. Uh just so that was a 76, oh 75th minute, 76th minute. Wow. <laughs> Bond strikes and Hutch does really well to get a touch wide. They mm. carved us open with a very good interchange. I think there was actually like, yeah. there's a really, I don't know who it was. It was out on kind of like beginning of their left outside the box by, by about 15 feet. And it was played in. And it was like a lovely little one, two touch. I yeah. don't know who did it for rip switch, but then that just, they just completely stretched us on the right. And yeah, Hutchinson completely earning his man of a match by, I don't even yeah. know if it, it didn't. I don't know if it looked like a decent sub, sorry, a decent strike by no, but, by Bon, which probably it wasn't considering what yeah. we've seen from Macaulay Bond today. Yeah, yeah. been dog shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he's been a bonbon, but a turd flavored bonbon. <laughs> what flavor was a bonbon today? It was poo oh, flavor. That's one of my least favorite flavors of bonbon. <laughs> They're all out of the one you like, Rich. So I got you the shirt flavored on. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Didn't know what you would fancy, so. Mm. There was a moment where uh, on the right, then um, Johnson was collided with, and then Adenir oh. and just fell over. I think I think Johnson clipped him on no, his, he, in his role. He was completely out. Oh, Johnson! No, he did. Not... He did. You know, he did. He touched him, but it was very slight. He made Johnson touched the Ipswich defender, or are you talking about Adoniran? Because Adoniran just fell over. Johnson was body checked by the Ipswich defender, rolled, and in like the third roll, managed to like scrape Adoniran with the edge of his boot. I think Adoniran fell over like like live, <laughs> you know, the, the live dramatic filming of. Uh, the parrot dying in the Monty Python parrot sketch. <laughs> well, I was really worried he might have, because those are the weird things. I was worried too. Like people are out for the season. Because they just did something. They stood at the wrong angle. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, fuck, we've lost. The the Tudgay Barbecue School of Injuries. Yeah, Adoniran stood at the wrong angle, so he's out for the season, you know. Was it Rio Ferdinand that... Um, pinged his hamstrings reaching for a remote probably i think that was the case yeah six weeks on the sidelines so that was that was something a little bit of fun on the commentary um (laughs) 
they were talking about Ipswich bringing on Piggott and uh, <laughs> and John Pearson said Joe Pigo's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's an interesting sounding uh, sounding foreign foreign <laughs> signing that Paul Cook has scraped from scraped from Europe. But no, it's uh, it's it's Joe Pigot. Joe Pigo. Joe Pigo sounds a bit like uh, Ogo Pogo, which is the uh, the British Columbia version of not Loch Ness. Okay, okay. Oh wow, okay. So, but I don't know. We seem to fear Joe Pigo, who then Rob Rob started starting called Jose Pigo. <laughs> nice, which was good as well. Um, but then we we did seem to do that because then Barry Hino came off and Dunkley came on to I guess man marking. Yeah. 86 minute. I said Hutch saved us again. I can't quite remember the situation, but again, Sam yeah. Hutchinson doing just just mopping up everything, being the being the bouncy at the back, just sort of yeah, striding out of a kind of scrambly, not quite cleared ball. I think it was that time. Mm. And then that brings us on to the final denouement. 90 minutes. This team keeps surprising us. In a what happens next style incident, or more like something from a panto, Bailey Peacock Farrell wanders out, ball in hands, completely oblivious to the Ipswich Town player stood just behind him. Uh, as I offer cries out, he's behind you, BPF eventually gently drops the ball at his own feet and in doing so gives the waiting player possession. He turns, cuts it back to Fraser, who finds a pass across the goal mouth to Chaplin who's essentially left to pass it into the open net. A complete and utter farce. Really there are goals. <laughs> we, 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 uh, you know how we talk about there's assists and assists? Mm. There are goalkeeping errors and there are goalkeeping errors. And this is about as conclusively giving a goal away as you, as you can, I think. Well, it's it's funny. The only fun thing I can find from Darren Moore's um, post-match presser, uh, DM on BPF, if you break down his goal, <laughs> his goal, we may <laughs> as well just telling. we may as well just attribute it to yeah, Bailey it's Peacock an OG Powell. basically. It is it is a true OG. He's becoming a bit of an OG of these OGs as well. Yes, yeah. You know? Um, I was watching and it seemed to be an eternal thinking of when is he going to look behind him? Like, I, I think, I feel like it's just something that keepers do all the time. Yeah. I don't know, but I, it's something I never look for. I, I we, assume we, are, be... we also are in a, a lofted position of seeing that, which obviously Peacock Farrell didn't see. But, but surely you can sense i know it's loud and it's a stadium but you can we've got like six senses for when you're supposed to feel somebody creeping up behind you that closely surely surely some inner alarm is going off well especially because like you would have had they had uh what's the chops didn't they they had uh he, he had he had Ipswich fans behind him. Where were the Wednesday fans today? Like in terms of the ground, I, I think it was one out. of those where they weirdly gave us like half of the north stand the type thing, a portion along of the, the side. Yeah, yeah, okay, weird because it was like yeah, because they, they essentially had the two two ends of it. So there must have been like a rumbling from the crowd to be like, oh, you see what he's doing. 
You know? And you do actually, if you watch it back as well, you see Iolfa just as he chucks, you know, sort of flicks the ball out in front of him. You see Iolfa point and say, there's someone behind you, basically. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I, I know the mentality of everything that we're trying to do with football from building from the back. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I, I was just there thinking, oh, he's just going to whack this long. This is, well, this isn't even building from the back, though, is it? This is this is classic goalkeeper time wasting stuff. It's just you've got to look, you've got to be aware of the situation around you. Mm. It, it's it's a similar. Um, I mean, again today, you see he does this. If he's got the time and space, he doesn't make a save on the first attempt. Like we talked about, how poor that bomb shot was. It was rolled at him, but the way he saves it is he kind of stops it, then catches it. He always and does like, that, yeah. That's sort of how he always does it. But the, again, you need to be aware of the context. So if somebody like the, the first Plymouth goal was a not being aware of the context. So you do the thing where you palm it and then they'll catch it later. But you can't do that when there's somebody stood directly in front of you, almost like waiting for you to do that. And like similarly here, you've got to have a little look around. Yeah. He'll never make this mistake again. No, that doesn't help us today, does it? I don't. I, but I, yeah, no, no. For the rest of his life, life, the rest of his career, he will always look behind him before he puts rolls a ball out. That will be something that is now like built Ingrained into his in psyche. Yeah, it's a shame that we had to be the place. You know, today had to be the day, and this had to be the place. This had to be the lesson learned, for him. He learned this I lesson, know. but but I, I again, it's. The nature of this and the nature of what Wednesday are doing right now, I'm getting, I don't know, I was chatting to my dad for the, for the first time in a while recently, checking in with him. Mm. And, you know, he was just talking about his general kind of outlook. His managers just purely just seem to be, you know, people are good at doing the PR thing after it depends on like your skill yeah. set of doing this. I, I think it's a little bit harsh, but I, don't know what else I'm seeing from Darren Moore right now. I don't know. Everything's well, a lesson, but we we don't. There's lots of lessons that we we remember the like one week and then we forget it again the next week. I don't think he is good at PR because I'm getting bored of. I just feel like we're getting media training. I just feel like we're getting the same tired. He is like a broken machine. I, I, we talked. We were just talking before the pod, but he's he was asked about Matt Penny, and he said. He said, we, we wish him best for the future six times in about a minute. Mm. It was like a broken robot. It was like that. Mm. I know that it was for a different reason, but if you've ever seen that uh, clip of Ed Miliband repeating the same answer again and again and again during that interview to make sure that the if you take a soundbite, it's him saying the thing that he wants to be put on the news. But it's almost like that. It just This is not... Just give an answer. Just... Mm. I don't know. I, well, I've um, so the, at the end, I've put you know we're we're quite likely we're playing Wigan next. We're going to have won five in a row. So the likeliest outcome at this point is that after nine games, we will have three wins, three draws, and three losses. And is that good enough? Is that good enough with this set of players? Is that good enough set against expectations? I'm uh, shaking my head, Rich. Mm. I'm SMDH. Yeah, that we're certainly not ruffling, are we? We're not ruffling. 
I'm not lamowing. No. I'd really, I'd really like some mawam. I went for mawam as well. Mawam. Have a mawam and have learn the mao. Yeah, it's uh, I, it's an inter- yeah, it's an interesting point that your 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 dad makes. <clears throat> I desperately, desperately would love Darren Moore to make a good job of this. Mm. I feel invested in him as a person. I I I, I like him. Um, mm. I, he seems a decent dude. There's not that's not a given in football. But I also would take someone that was an absolute, like, look at Neil Warnock. I would take someone that's an absolute obnoxious prick if they won us games of football. Yeah. We are soft. We, we, we cave. And I think we've got a better squad than what we're seeing. I think, yeah. There's, yeah. I think there's good players in this team yep. and we're not putting on good performances. So, so interesting. So, you know, they were saying on the commentary, I, I I was very much with them from a lot of things they were saying today. They were like, oh, Hutchinson's really good. And I'm like, yep, I just kind of yeah. nodded and like felt felt validated in my opinion because it. Yeah. I felt it was the best thing on the pitch today for Wednesday. Um, they were saying about the BPF error. They said it's something you see from one of those own goals videos. It and is. I said, yes. I, I, I said, I was texting texting my family on our, our football prediction game to say it's something you would have seen from Danny Baker's own goals and gas videos. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the classic, the, the classic one, uh, the keeper who has his ball in the hand and the guy behind him comes around and knocks it That's out. It. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, has yeah. that vibe. I'd prefer that. It'd be funnier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause also yeah. like the aftermath, it's like, I don't know what a defense do to try and rescue that. No, like it didn't seem convincing, but then I don't know what you do in that. I think Hutch tried to do a handball, didn't he? Well, I wondered. I, I wondered about whether I offer should just Muller, Muller bomb. Yeah, because that that is something that Bailey Peacock Farrell is good at. It's penalties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there we go. Uh, also, the the Radio Sheffield commentary team as well. Just as a bit of a pithy note here. <laughs> Rob Statton called him ba- Bailey Peacock problem, and he clearly missed. <laughs> he clearly missed calling him Bailey problem Farrell. Yes, which is a, a, a giant missed missed opportunity <laughs> from uh, from Rob Statton. But that's what Statton. Uh, but you know, about. But you know, he's he's gone through it. He'll uh, learn from that. He'll <laughs> never, light, long, he'll never make that mistake home. in the rest of his commentary <laughs> career again. <laughs> so, On the long drive home, that's what. What Staten will be mulling over. <laughs> both both Bailey and Rob will be tossing in their bed tonight. We'll just <laughs> fuck, I miss that opportunity. Um I wonder if like, Rob Staten's gonna wake up in the middle of the night and scare his wife by going, Bailey problem Farrell. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, love. <laughs> so the connection I wanted to make here with the, the fault connection, the thing I want to ask you about this is we've seen history repeating. We've seen a callback. Um, how much, Rich, do you think that this is, and I, I will be honest here that this is during my sabbatical, but it, so I'm kind of patching things from things that people have told me and things mm. other bits of my knowledge. How much of you think that this is potentially a Chris Turner, Paul Sturrock situation? 
if we can find a Sturrock, I think it could very easily be that sort of that sort of situation. That it, it it's got very it feels very very reminiscent of that. Mm. The worry is we've got an absent chairman who doesn't pull a trigger after you know early enough. Um, and at what point at what point would things continue for you to think about relieving Darren Moore of his duties? I'd, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because I, I think it feels harsh. You know, if, if we're talking about nine, ten games in, that does feel harsh. But then it's probably more about our distance from those places that matter. I think if I think if we were doing as badly as Ipswich, you could make the call whenever. And don't know how far off Ipswich we are in the table. I'm just going to have a quick mooch. Mooch. So it's which are on seven points, we're on 12. So we're like a good bit better than we're on 12 the points. now territory. Hmm. But I think if we're a similar sort of position, if we're lower, if we're mid or even lower mid in, in four or five games time, I think I think you've really got to seriously be thinking about it. I, I think the difficult think? thing is it's such a difficult... This this game is difficult. I, I think this game is, unfortunately, kind of sums up a lot of situations for Sheffield Wednesday right now, which is like a draw felt like a fair result because we, we didn't do enough to win this game and mm. Ipswich were all over us but misfiring. Yeah. Just savagely misfiring. And I say all over, it's, it's a bit maybe, maybe again, to bring back my uh, five boxing credentials um it's it's the maybe maybe Ipswich were all over as like a fighter who's coming up for a, a long tired cuddle you know maybe it's just being mollified by the by the opposition fighter maybe that's the mentality it, it, yeah it's not this is not a good game of football and no. for a team that I've put down as promotion credentials in Ipswich they didn't look very good no Wednesday but also Wednesday didn't respond or didn't look very good. I I don't know, um, but it's it's just a weird thing the fact that they seem to not they seem to be a team who are not getting their footing. Wednesday felt like we were getting our footing with the view that we could just get better when players come mm. in and get fit, and then we've just had a lull for the last four games after yeah. such a strong showing from the start. It's different shades of poor performance as well though like weirdly one of the best performances of the season was probably lo- losing to losing to Morecambe yeah and that's probably the best we've played whereas today as you say i mean a draw a draw almost flatters us a yeah. win would have been ridiculous mm. that that's the th- i mean that's co- weirdly it's sort of common isn't it like it falls back into this territory of if we've got, if I look at, I could almost tell the result of a game based on our possession stats. And it's the inverse of what you'd expect. If we've got 60 plus percent possession, I can almost guarantee we've lost or drawn that game. If we Mm. had less than 40%, I bet we won. Or, you know, it's, uh, that's a weird position to be in, but it's the position we've been in for, pretty much three seasons now uh, it's 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 bizarre 
Um, is there any, I mean, are there any specialists, League One promotion specialists? I suppose we were playing against one today. Kook, Kook has Kook. got teams out of League One a few times, but obviously he's he's flailing at this point in time. Yeah. No, there's, there's very much that mentality, which is the hilarity of, you know, people on Al Sog. There's always this, this thing of like, you wanted Paul Cook. Now yeah, yeah, look yeah. at him. Yeah. Look at him in the dirt. <laughs> Your opinion of who you want as manager is shit because he is terrible. <laughs> it's that great, great mental, great thought of just. And Hewton's another one on that list, isn't he now? Oh, fuck. All you know. people wanted Hewton. But then who was who Forrest hired recently? Who's their new manager? They've just gone for uh, the prettiest boy in all of championship football, Cooper. Cooper, which I was like hilarious because I'm like, Paid a whacking great amount of compensation to Swansea for him as well. Really? That's funny. Millions. Well, because the whole thing with Cooper seemed to be like he didn't want to be there because he didn't have any money to spend anymore. Yeah. And I don't understand how Forrest keep having money to spend when they're just flailing. Flailing. They spend spend a lot of money. They spend a lot of money on a lot of shit. They do. Nottingham Forest. And I just, I don't get it. So I, I guess he must have gone there with the view that he can spend some money, but that's that's yeah. not a good good appointment. No, I'd love it. I'd love it if uh, Chrissy Chrissy Wilder would have ended up there. He's got to pop up somewhere soon, hasn't he? He has. I mean, his uh, his stock is diminishing. He's going to do another Chris. He's going to do a Chris Hewen. Yeah, you know. I'm a Premier League manager, and the and the Premier League collectively shrugs. <laughs> the doors on the Premier League close. Hello, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, Chrissy Wilder here. I'm a Premier League manager. Um, you're not on the list. You're not on the list. <laughs> Your name's not down. You're not coming. How are you spelling Wilder? <laughs> nope. Uh, uh, do we want to pick out? I mean, I, I think it's obvious who the villain of the piece is. Mm-hmm. There's never been. I think there's never been a more obvious villain of the piece, and unfortunately, he is. Um, he's making the job his own of late. Well, Bailey Peacock Farrell. Another question I thought about asking you is: At what point do we do we give him a break? At what point do we give him a break and give him a spot on the bench? I still. <laughs> I, do, I still think he's way, 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 way better than World Smith. I agree. But do we are we going to have the same level of clangers from World Smith? Yes. You think we are? I don't know. I, well, to, I, yeah, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. There's, just, there's, been, a, there's been a lot Smith. of there's been a lot of clangers. There has been a lot of clangers. At what point is too many clangers? It's again that it's a but question it, about more. How you know how much how much shit is too much shit? But I think it's the the level of basic competency. If we accept that clangers, unfortunately, clangers are a given. Mm. Would you prefer a seven out of ten goalkeeper that makes clangers or a real Rolls, five and a half out of ten goalkeeper that makes? <laughs> yeah, do, you want, yeah. do you want the engine to find to fall out of your Fiat Sinsequenza or uh, where, where would you prefer your burst? Your Rari, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get that because that was really funny. The the one thing 
that I didn't know actually does a really beautiful moment where I think they did a through ball in the 71st minute and then mm. BPF ran out to do a really casual Yeah, he did really well with that. That was that was really nice. That was one of the few moments of good from this game of Sheffield Wednesday football. Um, but um, I, I, I don't know. I, know I don't know. I yeah, I, I get your point. I do get your point. And I think we'll probably end up sticking with it's just a lot of errors. It's a bad run. It's I, a I very think bad run. Plymouth... How, how much of our bad run is thanks to him? Mm. He's, Plymouth you know, I, I mean, we say how the, the good the good goalkeeper causes points. He has lost his points. He's lost he his has points. Won a, he has won some himself as well, but yeah. But That's true. Plymouth, That's true. Is, Plymouth is an abysmal of performance across the board. Nobody played well in that game and... and that any no goalkeeper could have saved us from how bad we were and how good Plymouth were. So I yeah. think although there was a mistake that led to their first goal, I, I'm sort of willing to almost write that off from a from a Ben Peacock Farrell's personal record point of view. But these last two are less forgivable, definitely. This this one is the least forgivable of all of them because the that I think there's a lot of unluckiness in what happened. Uh, last week I think he could have done better but it was sort of a freak incident whereas today is just purely inserting your fist in your mouth it, there's there's no there's no ambiguity there's no mitigating circumstances there is just bad and doing the bad thing um, you know gleefully and willingly and that's what today was uh, so it's a howler's howler. Um, all, all of this I do want to say, Rich, is uh, it's deja, deja poo. Deja poo, yeah. I, I, yeah, well, I may be proven wrong, but I still maintain, I, I, I still think he's a much better option than, than Wild Smith. I think his all-round play, particularly if we insist on playing it out from the back, um, Wild Smith would ha- just hand chances to the opposition again and again and again if we're doing... Mm. We're playing the way we're playing. Uh, I just have. I. I feel like I. I don't know Bailey Peacock Farrell well enough to know whether this is a slump that he will get out of, or whether this is, he whether we saw the purple patch early doors, and that's he's not normally like that, and this is what he's normally like. I don't know that, but I know I've seen enough of Joe Wildsmith to know what we've got, and it's pretty pretty dour. Mm-hmm. Um. So Hutch, man of the match, honourable mention wise, mm-hmm. I think for me, I thought I, I thought Adonir, obviously with the goal, Adonir and stood out, and I thought Wing had a good game. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, um, looking over looking over Dom House and Starman, that was you gave it to you gave it to Wing. It, it definitely worked better than it's. It's nice to to go from feeling like we're a bit bereft without Luongo or well without Luongo. <laughs> Um, I think that looked workable. Obviously, Wing's not a natural holding midfielder, but I think he's got enough about him. I think he's tall enough, quick enough, strong enough to kind of hold his own in there. Uh, And obviously, he's skillful enough to get himself out of most tricky situations. So uh, that feels... Feels like it might be a, a solution in the longer term, which I'm I'm quite pleased about. Because mm-hmm. it really looked like 
what are we going to do? <laughs> what, what, what do we do if uh, if we do, you know, long term with that? I, I suppose we'd still miss Adonir and he's doing a very key role in there. Um, but it feels less less of a gaping hole now that Wing's been able to do that job for us. Oh, and I have to say, not worthy of an honourable mention, really, on its own merit, but compared to some recent performances, that's I thought Gregory looked very useful today and knitted things together pretty well. Um, one of his better performances in a Wednesday shirt, by and large, and obviously got an assist. Of the front, of the front three who were pretty anonymous, he, he was the only one that really did his thing, I think. So, any more for any more? No, I'm just watching a just watching a replay of the goal the goal we conceded. Oh right, and I can see the point that uh, you know I offer is pointing. Yes, but it's also kind of just after basically Pico Farrell's decide to drop the ball. It's yeah, it's almost concurrent, isn't it? Yeah, and I then, suppose yeah. as I offer, you're probably thinking. He's not going to drop the ball. He must know there's somebody there until you see him about to do the motion. And you're like, he's, there's somebody behind him. It's just, and then by then it's too late. Like, like watching something drop, it, I'm sure that moment almost happened in slow motion for Ayofa. Very much so. I wonder uh, what he said. I wonder if he just made a noise because that's what normally happens when like somebody's like about to walk into something or something. You can't. The words comes too slowly, but you kind of know that you need to do so. You kind of go, <laughs> like that's what I was trying to say when I did the. I was trying to say you're going to walk into uh, that paving slab. Uh, so sorry about that. I just couldn't get the words in time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything more to say. Um, I don't know. I didn't. Though I, you know, I, I tried to go in with no expectations for this game today. Mm. You know, with the hope that maybe I was pleasantly surprised by what happens. Um, I guess I'd been unpleasantly surprised with the ending. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was a very unpleasant surprise. And I don't know. I'm not looking forward to the next game of football, which you'll be there at, Rich. Yeah, <laughs> woo! There with bells on. Loving it. Sign Rich up. Greased up, ready for Wigan to do their worst. (laughs) I imagine you greasing yourself up much like the meme of uh, Senor Chang in the community where he, uh, you know, he puts himself in Vaseline to get into the, uh, get into the vents. That's you. (laughs) Ken Ken Jeong slapping a bit of, slapping a bit of grease on his uh, patchy, patchy naked body. (laughs) <laughs> oh dear hmm. and I'm sure we'll get into that and who else have we got the weekend is that finally was it Shrewsbury at home no we played Shrewsbury Oxford Oxford you're asking questions here it's Oxford it is Oxford it is Oxford, Oxford. I remember it was Oxford yeah the first of the Oxbridge run mm. Well, hopefully BPF will do well in that because he's a massive toff. <laughs> hopefully, we hopefully we win that boat race. <laughs> Fuck, fucking hell, Wednesday. Oh dear. 
yeah, there we go. I think that's a, that that ending with a with a elongated sigh is about as good as it's going to get this week. Uh, look after yourself, folks. Look after yourself, Luke, and uh, we'll we'll talk again after the next two uh, episodes in the surprising Sheffield Wednesday. Ciao, Damridge. See everybody. Cheers.